1: What's up, nerds? This is Just a Couple of Arslings, The Last Kingdom Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Toomer. And I'm Melissa Fixie. We are writers for Sci-Fi Warriors
0: Fangirls who started recapping The Last Kingdom in Season 3, so we decided to bring that nerdy, hoardy energy to Podcast Landia.
1: What's up? Ah, it's Friday. Thank God. It's, I'm so thank tired. Thank God. <laughs> it's
0: just, like, and you know, I feel like, I've, I know that I shouldn't feel guilt, but I feel a little bit of guilt for being tired because, like, no, I'm I get not going it. anywhere, you know, but you know, it's it's the emotional tour to, uh yeah, it's just the emotional toll is the word I was looking for of uh living through a pandemic. So, yeah, yeah tired it's like all the, the time.
1: The weeks <laughs> are like 80 days long. I mean, it's just it feels everything's drawn out and so yeah, I just need a break. But yes. um <clears throat> That's depressing. <laughs> so right. let's, get uh, uh. Let's, let's get on. Let's get on to talk. this episode. Of right. the let's Lesbian talk about
0: a plague of a different kind. Jesus. What a time to have I a plague mean, episode.
1: I mean, really. I, I know the that foresight these,
0: is chilling. Yeah,
1: the, these <laughs> things are written, um, planned out way in advance. But sometimes the timing of a show just feels like very eerie and really like okay, do you have a, like, clairvoyant working on your staff? Right, exactly. Because this whole episode was, like, a lesson in social distancing, a lesson in hand washing. I mean, it was, it spoke to, like, a lot of things we're going through. And I really, I'm so proud of myself that I could even, like, laugh at some of the parts because
0: it's just,
1: it hits too close to home.
0: I think if we'd watched this a month ago, it would not have been as amusing. Very but true. Woof. Um, we're in now, it now, though. We're in <laughs> we're it like, now. We're hardened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, um, the Kokum crew and Utrid, like, they're on the road with these kids. Siora is super sick of all these dumb crying kids. She's basically like, yeah, I'm never going to be a wife and mother because kids are dumb and I don't like them. Um, yeah, so they're, you know, clipping along pretty well. Finn is still wearing his power tank. It's a really good look. And Edith finds them. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like Edith is going to be such a great addition to this group. Like, she's made for them. She's made to be a part of this group. I love it, and I love her.
1: Yeah, I was was really surprised that she— kind of met up with them so early in the episode but I, i'm happy about it because it kind of sped things along and yeah, i agree i think her interaction with the group um the dynamic that she's going to bring to it is going to be so cool to watch um yeah. of course you know right now utrid is rightly suspicious of her Sure, she meets up with them and she tells them you know i helped lady athelflaed she said to meet you at saint millsburg um and you'll ride together to Chester. Um, but the place where fled wants to meet them is somewhere that they've already passed. So it means they would have to go back. And so obviously Uhtred's like, mm, hold up. Like, I just saw you kind of scheming with your brother last episode. It, this could right. be a trap. But Edith is like, look, bro, I rode alone to get here. I'm done with my brother. Like, I'm just doing what I told fled." I would do, and then I can peace out to Frankia. Um, so she kind of she rides with them. I think at first with the intention of like we're all going to the same place anyway, mm-hmm. and it'll be my best bet to get to Frankia, and I won't be by myself, and so it makes sense. And then things kind of like you know quickly change because uh, of you know, plague. Things, but yeah, wait a l- till a little later. We should put off the plague as long as we can, uh, but, mean, knowing what we know. Not now. very long,
0: <laughs> yeah. So you know, Athel or not Athelflaed, Edith has you know sort of fled Mercia because Athelred is dead as hell, and mm. you know it's uh it's kind of thrown things into chaos. So it was smart of her to get out of there. Um, Edward is pissed because Uhtred kind of undermined him and. Took his bargaining chip in Elfwyn, And so he's planning on, like, going after Uhtred and taking his lands and taking his children. And I kind of loved the moment where they were like, actually, he's got his kids with him and he's got your kids. So basically, Utrid is a really good dad <laughs> and you're, you know, falling down on the job. Um, well, he's
1: learned. I mean, this this whole interaction, the the quickness of Edward to be like, take his kids, take his land. I was like, that's the first yeah. time he sounded like Alfred all season. Yeah. And Uhtred has been around the block with kings and them wanting to punish him. So he's not going to make the same mistakes. I mean, he doesn't—Cookham uh, is a meaningful place, but he can do without it. The kids, right. no. He's he's going to have them with him. So, yeah. I That whole scene, I was just like, yeah. I mean, did you not think he would learn? Right. He's done this, like, dance with your dad for years.
0: Right. But Edward clearly isn't learning anything. Like, he's barely holding things together. And he has this, like, real obsession with making sure that everything looks fine and that everybody thinks they're handling this fine and everything is just fine, even though things are <laughs> definitely not fine. And so there's really there's really only so much time that you can, you know, hold that kind of facade together. And you can mm. tell that it's starting to crumble on Edward real quickly.
1: I mean, same with Airwolf, though, too. I think that the time we spend in Mercy, we really see, I mean, he reacts badly to the news that they get that, you know. Yes, Uhtred has Elfwin and the kids, um, but also Aethelflaed's gone, and Edith helped her escape. So it's just like getting hit um, from all sides with, like, bad news, and and he doesn't react well to it. One, because the chances of him being king of Mercia are in jeopardy, uh, but two, because his sister betrayed him, and he's super quick to suggest, you know, Dragging them all back on their knees, which kind of yeah. gives Edward like a a second of pause. And I'm just over here like, "Yeah, dude, like you picked the wrong psychopath to yeah. lead Mercia." I just this is what yeah. you get. It's you know it's kind of insane like how
0: quickly Edward was willing to trust Eardwolf because mm-hmm. I mean everybody around him seems to be like, "Oh, mm, this Eardwulf guy, not good news." But Edward was like, "Yep, this is the one. This is the guy I'm picking." Because he was, you know, he was pretty good at flattery. And he's, like, younger and more vibrant than the other Eldermen. But, like, that was such a, a bad choice on Edward's mm-hmm. part. But, yeah, so Uhtred and his crew and Babysitter's Club are on the road. And they get, like, a, not attacked, but these people come upon them and take their food. And they realize that they're all, like, running from this sickness. Um mm. And they see these people who are like put out on spikes to like (laughs) scare people off from coming because it's got like bad air or whatever.
1: Um, I love that bad air. Yeah. (laughs) And simplest way to say it's an
0: airborne virus. Right. And there were so many things when they were like freaking out because they're like, oh my God, we're going to get the plague. And there were so (laughs) many different like. It's spread by touch. It's spread in the air. It only goes to sinners. I was like, oh, my God. It's like listening to people talking about whether or not you can get coronavirus when you wear a mask or not or like social distancing. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it's the same thing is there's always different all these different, you know, some incorrect, some correct assumptions about how this thing spreads. And it was just it was too real.
1: It was, it was so real. Yeah. I mean, that the the part where it's like it, it's only spread to sinners. I was like, that's oh like, God, you Fox know, when News. people, yeah. oh, my God, true. <laughs> and it's also like when people were like, you know, oh, 5G, like Verizon oh God, <laughs> 5G yeah. wireless is what started right. the, the coronavirus. Right. It's, it's just like the crazy things you hear where you're like. That's it's not, not it's, that's not a thing, you know. Right. Um, but, like the thing is like they had it. right. They had those conspiracy
0: theories back then, and they have them now, you know. It's kind it's of comforting like, to know. <laughs> I mean, at least like we've
1: been crazy all the time. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I it's do a lot. feel for Finnan though. I mean, he's obviously taking this plague business. Very seriously. Um, yeah. Freaks out, Finan, starts washing Seora's hands. I mean, Finan get this boy be, a mask. Uh, yeah, he would be
0: sewing his own masks and... Mm-hmm. Cutting out friends from his friend group if they weren't social distancing if it was today. So Finnan gets it. <laughs>
1: He'd be posting those, you know, your make your own hand sanitizer things on Pinterest. Like, right. that would right. be where Finnan was in his yes. quarantine. Make routine. your own hand sanitizer, and then
0: Oz first would be commenting on everyone: "This doesn't work. Please stop spreading this information."
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> He'd be like those TikTok videos where they just point yes. to the things. <laughs> Yeah, I like this game. I like separating them out into who they'd be in quarantine. I think um, Citric would just be like, outside so you, go, you right. know he would just disappear into the <laughs> woods and he would like he
0: wouldn't you know obsessively wash his hands or wear a mask but like no one would see him for six months so like right he'd be fine
1: yeah um
0: yeah it's just and then
1: Utrid's just one of those if you get it you get it we're all gonna get it kind of oh people. god yeah
0: oh no <laughs> it's like we can't
1: stop our lives and I'm like come right. on Utrid. like at come least get off the road <laughs> Get off the road. Go through the woods, which is what they end up doing. They're pretty smart about it. Um, I didn't understand. Yeah.
0: Was the Okay, so could the sickness be spread through the animals? Because I couldn't quite understand why they left their horses behind.
1: I think um, because they were going through, like, such rocky terrain and they just, they um, were having to, like, take the shortcut. They didn't know how, if they could take the horses all that way. So it was probably... Okay safer to just leave them in a place where they knew and they could come back for them. Um, mm. But, like, Finn and, but then, I agree, it was weird because Finan was like, I don't want to touch the horse. we got to kill the horses. Was like, well, yeah. Like, yeah, but then Finan was, like, literally, he was like, I we shouldn't touch anyone. Leave the kids. Like, let's go. So, <laughs> I was like, right. I think he just panicked. <laughs> right. Like, that's true. Um, yeah, it was just a moment of panic for him. So, I think it's more because of the, the terrain and, that they had to, like, kind of get over some rough stuff pretty quickly. But it makes it difficult. I mean, without those horses, you have all these kids um, that you're trying to get, you know, across the country fairly quickly because you have, you know, um, Edward and an army on your back, and, and then you have to worry about the plague. It's a lot of stress, this episode. Oh. I wouldn't have dealt well.
0: Oh, to be carried like a rag doll <laughs> in Utra's arms while you're fleeing the plague. Oh, play. my God, right? <laughs> Um, Yeah, so, you know, they're on the run, Athelflaed and Aldhelm are also on the run, and they get to, you know, they get to the meeting place, and Uhtred's not there yet, and Athelflaed is worried and, you know, I think she, you know, she did the right thing in leaving because, you know, being locked up by her brother did nobody any good. But, you know, I think she also realizes that, like, this is kind of an act of war against Edward and leaving like that. And she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have an army anymore. And, you know, she kind of tells Altom like, this is not going to go well for us. Um, but he's yeah. still like all in, ready to die for her again. Another okay, character that I never thought that I would love, but like he's really shown his worth and like his value to Athelflaed. He's like her best ally at this point. I mean, other than Uhtred, but like you know, he's her right hand man.
1: Yeah, he he really comes through, and I like this interaction that they have because he brings up a really good point of, of course, of course, like Ethelfled is is doubting herself. It's a tough time. And Eldhelm is the one to remind her, like, look, your father was once an outlaw and he was mm-hmm. like in the swamplands and he didn't know if he was going to have his kingdom back. His son was like, you know, dying like it, it it was a lot. And so I think it's like really cool to be reminded of that um, because I loved that time in Alfred's kingship. I thought that was like such a. That feels like forever for ago. I know, It feels like forever right? ago
0: that they were hiding out. Decades, and so how, many, yes. how, many, how many of Utra's girlfriends have we gone through since Isolt the I Witch? I mean, that's how we
1: measure the time these right. days, I guess, now that Alfred's <laughs> dead. Um, right. yeah, that, yeah, that's when he had uh, the sorceress girl. I loved yeah. her. She was cool. She deserved and better than she was than beheaded. She <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I really liked... That kind of callback and, mm-hmm, and also that parallel for Ethelflaed that maybe she'll find what she's, because she is in a really uncertain place. And so maybe she'll find what she's looking for in this time of trial, just like her dad did. Um, yeah. And it's just, again, it's like setting up the thing of like, you know, the chosen heir versus who truly should follow in their father's footsteps. And I think that's Um yeah. So, yeah, I, I really liked that. Um, like quick little combo they had, and of course, then we follow that up with like you know all the shit happening in Mercia, like Plotting Alderman Berger, whatever his name is, um, Bergrid, I believe, is his name. Mm, yeah, we'll he's like <laughs> he's flexing Mr. hard, Han- right, right. The <laughs> hammer trying to
0: set up his son on Mercia's throne, and Irfan oh is gosh. mad about it.
1: What a like little testosterone show to put on. He's like. You know, letting his son view the king's chambers, implying that's where he'll be sleeping soon. And mm-hmm. Edward, like, comes up on him and is like, What are you doing? It's just such a, like, it's like peacocking. um for And sure. at the worst possible time. Yeah. And uh, it, it makes AirdWolf really nervous. And he, he, should, be um, nervous.
0: he, well, he should. should be nervous. He 100% should be nervous. Because, like, for sure. His,
1: his position
0: is always tenuous at best. Like mm-hmm. whether he's serving Athelred or Edward, like Erdwolf is like one bad decision away from getting kicked to the curb. Um, and so he really he kinda he kind of oversteps here and decides that he's gonna go find Utrid and his men himself. Cause he doesn't yeah, think what that a Edward ass. will actually do it. <laughs> which, like, you know, I mean, Edward, it's not super high on Edward's priorities now that there's a plague. But like, you know, Edward's trying to get it done and Aerdwolf decides that's not enough. So he's gonna go out in the middle of a plague and find Utrid.
1: So stupid. Also yeah. if you're if you're unsure of your place in Mercia right now, why would you leave Mercia with all these scheming eldermen, mm-hmm. with Edward like thinking that you've betrayed him and gone behind his back? I mean, it just makes no sense and it proves why Eardwolf is like not suited for this throne.
0: Yeah, I think he thinks that if he brings back Elfwin and Uhtred, it'll kind of, like, be seen as this magnificent favor and that he'll be, mm. you know, settled in U- or in Edward's c- circle. But, you know, I, I, the way he went about it, I think, is not going to win him any favors.
1: That's thinking like a man who serves and not a, a king who is meant to be served. You know what I mean? That's like the... I'll go get them so that, like, I can win the praise of my king, not the, okay, I need to let someone else go and do this for me so that I can worry about all of this other stuff happening. I mean, it's just like a—it's a mindset that I think he's lived in for a while where it's like he's just people-pleasing all the time, and it—I think it's going to backfire on him. It does backfire on him, and I'm happy it's about bad. it.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, so the plague is getting worse, and all the people are sort of heading to Egglesburg. Um I'm not— Quite sure what they're expecting when they get there, um, but they I guess they assume that their king will help them. But Edward, you know, shuts the gates, abandons the people. Um, I liked how in that moment, like all of these guys who've been jockeying for positions of power. You've got, uh, I think his name's Ludica, and you've mm-hmm. got Athelhelm, and they're all like, ooh, we
1: should do this, but we can't they're tell peasants. you to do it. Ooh, peasants, <laughs> ooh, sick Get people. Them out of here. And, you yeah. know, just a second ago, they were like, oh, we're from Mercia. We want right. to help the Mercian people. It's like, come on. Yeah. I guess there's like no socialism in ninth century Viking mm. land.
0: <laughs> no. Um, so Edward, you know, shuts the gates, abandons the people, and. It's not a good look to leave people starving outside the city gates while they, you know, choke on their own blood and die. But luckily, Lady Ailswith got out of uh, her confinement and is on her way yeah, to she kick her did. son's ass. <laughs> I like <laughs> seeing her on. riding sort of triumphantly in front of her own company. My God, I loved that moment. I was like, yeah, girl, you get yourself out of that get it.
1: <laughs> jail. Was so good. Right through the plague. Like, Ooh. who cares? Yeah. It was it was really great to see. Um and
0: I'm yeah, ready for so her I might have to find Athelfled. I'm ready for them to work t- together as a team again.
1: Agreed. And I think that's a um, that's a main reason why she kind of breaks out of her prison in Wessex and, oh, yeah. and heads to Mercia because she's worried about Ethel fled. Uh, she obviously wants to confront Edward too. I think before that happens, though, we have to talk a little bit about probably one of the worst parts of this episode, Mm. um, which is Brita, who is up in Wales. She's a slave. I know, I know a lot has been going on, but couldn't Uhtred have, like, given some silver bangles to a guard and bought her freedom? Like, those Welsh love Danish silver? I feel like he could have easily made, like, a bargain with someone.
0: To, yeah. like, look out for
1: Brita. It feels—if I I, if I were her, I would—I don't know. I would be so over and done with Utrid at this point. Because this is just the worst, like, existence she could imagine for herself.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, and she knew that. Like, she knew that mm-hmm. going into this that it was not going to be good for her. You know, she at, she begged him to kill her. And she begged him to not, you know— let her be sold off like that because that's a face. that's a fate worse than death for somebody like Brita Mm -hmm. and it's just it's so I mean all those Welshmen they're so awful like I'm ready for this Danish I'm ready for this Danish threat to come and wipe them out because they're just they're disgusting and just they're their treatment of Brita and just like the, their table manners, which I feel like a small potatoes Ew, to be mentioning, but it was disgusting watching them eat.
1: Oh, it was it was so gross. They put Brita in a pit and then they just like became like animals and just started ripping pieces of pig flesh off. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like I know that the the plague is not in Wales. But God help them if it ever came there because
0: they'll never make
1: it. The sharing of germs at that dinner table was just terrifying. I mean, it was a nightmare. It was uh, really not good. I
0: also I want to talk about another like depressing female moment was um, that moment on the road where Athelflaed and Aldhelm Right before they meet up with people who have the sickness when she's worrying about whether or not like she should have been preparing Elfwin for being like Mm. married as a pawn and how she was like, you know, I was married off young and it was awful, but I survived it. Like maybe I shouldn't have worried so much about, you know, providing something different for my daughter if it was just going to end up being the same. And that was just, that was such a disheartening moment. And it really showed you like how difficult this whole thing is for Athelflaed, you know, like she, you know, she's done all these things to protect her daughter and to, you know, sort of secure her own power. And right now it feels like it was all for naught. you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. obviously there's, you know, we got five more episodes in the season, four more episodes in the season. So I'm hoping she comes out on top again. But, you know, Flood has been brought low by this whole thing. And that's that's really a shame to see.
1: Yeah, it's definitely depressing. And um, it's hard because she's just kind of like sitting on her thumbs waiting. So, of course, you're just rethinking every decision you've ever made and wondering if it's the right one. Um, sure. And to, to have to do that not only as, like, a leader but as a mother is, yeah, it, it has to be rough. And, of course, you know, they're, they're waiting um, on the road for Uhtred and the crew. Um, a bunch of villagers are kind of walking through and they're like, you've got to go, the virus— or. The virus, (laughs) the (laughs) The plague, um, (laughs) uh, the plague is only a couple fields away. Like they see the burning, they smell the burning bodies. Like it's pretty bad, and so Eltham is kind of finally able to convince her. Like let's just ride on to Chester. That's where Uhtred said he would meet us. Like he will come through. He will meet us there. Let's stick to the plan. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as soon as they, they decide they to... just f- missed them.
0: I, like, oh I screamed. God. I was like, no! Like, they Alyssa, missed them.
1: Like, how could
0: they have been so close? And they missed them.
1: Uh, Alyssa, do you remember The Witcher? Of course I remember The Witcher. Okay, how many oh, times? It was just like. Did we, we have, have like the, the miss? The like, yeah, oh, they're right true. there and then he they don't see each finds other? Siri. Yeah, exactly. God, yeah, sending. I had such flashbacks to that. Um, that's exactly. Except worse because this is a plague. Like, right, this is, ugh, this is a plague. Ugh, terrible. Um, at at um, least in
0: our frustration, we got to see Finn bonding with little Athel stand on his shoulders. Oh and my and God, it was so Possibly cute. the cutest thing I've ever seen in my whole life.
1: Adorable. Finan also gives us a really good line where he's like, anyone who shits liquid will be left behind. And it's yeah. so unforgiving, but it's such a practical motto for, like, these dark times. But <laughs> I kind of want to say it to my friends now. Like, right. if you're right. shitting liquid, don't, don't come near. to my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I loved this whole little, like, trek that they had with the kids. I did, too. Because um, I think we got to see... Um, different sides of everyone and we got to see new like friendships forming especially between like Osforth and Edith I loved that little interaction that they had Um, they're they're kind of uh, traipsing through the woods and they stop off at this uh, little like waterfall and um, Elfin's not looking too good and Mm -hmm. uh, everyone's like worried about the sickness obviously but I think Osforth is kind of like Okay, like, she she might be sick, but she might not. Let's not panic. And so him and Edith kind of bond over that. Um, and then Edith has a really depressing, you know, couple of, like, pieces of dialogue where she's like, you know, I've never had a group of, uh, I've never had been around men that didn't want to use me. And I'm just like, oh, like, right in the feels. It's so hard to hear.
0: But it's different with the Kokum crew because Ujra and his men drink respecting women juice daily. And they know yes. how to treat a lady.
1: <laughs> they are woke,
0: okay? <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think with the way that they set up these, you know, these different interactions, I think you got to see a lot of different relationship dynamics. Like, I really liked um, the, all the conversations that Stiora had with young Uhtred. Um, mm. And, you know, how they kind of, you know, bond over, you know, they they both were sort of taken from their parents, but they seem to have reacted in extremely different ways. Um, and I, I also kind of like that young Uhtred is sort of adjusting to life on the run and like living as an outlaw with his dad. Like he's, you know, he's in it now. And, you know, mm. I think Siora kind of sees that and's like, listen, the life of action isn't really for you. Like, yeah. you're meant to serve God and do whatever. I'm more like dad. I'm the pagan. I'm going to, you know, throw my blood into the river so we have, you know, good luck. Like, they've both, you know, adjusted to not having a mother and having an absentee dad very differently. And I, I enjoy seeing the interactions between the two of them.
1: Yeah, I think it, it's a really, it's cute. Uh, it's, Steora is just the best. and I love her, um, yeah. I do like, yeah, that we get to see, I think at first we, we saw young Utrid and Utrid kind of going at it, and um, it was interesting, but I don't think that could have been sustained over the season, so I'm, no. I'm liking that they're kind of letting it grow and showing how this whole family interacts, not just Utrid with his kids, but, like, the kids with each other, mm-hmm. um, just to see how this whole, you know, this life that Uhtred has had to lead has affected more than just him. Um, and so... Yeah, everyone's kind of chilling out. Um, They they take a breather. That family dynamic is
0: real different than what's going on in Mercia, though, because when (laughs) when Aelswith rolls up and is like, hey, let me in, Edward's like, yeah, okay, but also everybody around him is like, hey— It's going to kind of look bad when you let your mom in when everybody else is starving outside the gates. And Edward's like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 it'll be fine. It'll be no big deal. And he lets her in. And there's basically a riot. Like, yeah, it's, you know, I think, I mean, I think he was kind of in an impossible position there. But at the same time, like, you know, now the aldermen are like, fuck this guy. And... The people are like, man, you know, he makes exceptions for his mother, but we're all out here dying. Like, it was it was a tough call, but, like, I don't know if he made the right one.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the problem with Edward, though, is that he he's so influenced by people around him that he's constantly mm-hmm. making calls that kind of contradict, you know, things that he said earlier. So, you know, it's, he doesn't want to seem like he's trying to take over Mercia, and yet he's the one who decides— to kind of tell everyone to close the gates, and then he he doesn't want to leave his mom out in the cold, but if he opens the gates, he's seen as like defying the alderment. It's just like he's being used by so many different people that it's it's hard to keep track of like what he really should be doing. and so I yeah. think this the situation with his mom kind of pushes a lot of people over the edge, like Ludica and And the rest of the elder men are like, yeah, no, he's definitely trying to invade us, blah, 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 blah. Old Helm is over here like, you should let your mom die. It's just, <laughs> right. it doesn't he's work out well to get, for anyone. He's been,
0: Athel Holmes has been trying to get rid of her forever. Um, but yeah, like, and it's not like things go well with his mother once they like meet. She's like, listen, you bitch, I was thrown in jail. This is not a good <laughs> thing. And Edward's like, I didn't say you should go to jail. And she's like, well, then who did? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, really? You don't know? Like, That's who's, even worse. You know, usually giving out? <laughs> Right? Like, who's usually giving out orders at your request? And, like, who's very openly hated your mother for a really long time? Like, the fact that he has, he's either refusing to see that Athelhelm is behind so much of this, or he, like, can't see. It. Neither of those are good outcomes. Um, But, yeah, Ailswith is looking for Athelfled, and he's like, "Mm, well, she's not here. She's on the run with Uhtred. And I kind of hated them both in this moment where they're both like, oh, Mm. like, Uhtred must have forced her to go with him. Like, they still don't give Athelfled enough credit for making her own decisions.
1: And it also kind of exposes, like, yes, Ailswith is doing such great things this season, but she still has a prejudice against Uhtred that's just so unearned. Sure. Um, And... Uh, it really misguides her even now. Like, she's so quick to believe, like, oh, they've, like, run off and done this terrible thing, and she's not mourning her husband, and Utrid's to blame. And the reality is much different. And she learns. So, you know, Father Peerleg, bless his soul, is I love um, Father not cool. He's the best. And he's not cool with just chilling inside the walls and not helping people that need it. So he's kind of secretly letting people in to feed them and to get them taken care of. Um, and Ailswith uh, discovers this, and so she kind of intercepts him, and she's like, look, I'm I'm not going to tell, but I need to know the truth, like, what's what's happened with fled, And uh, he tells her, and she is not happy because that's not how it was presented to her by Edward at first. And so she goes back to Edward, and it's like, you know, hey, like, what's really up? Because here's what I'm hearing. Um, and she kind of reveals that, you know, not only is Elfwin on the run now, but so is her other grandchild. And it's Edward's firstborn son. And Who Edward had like no a punch idea in the about gut. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he had- did he think? I don't know. Uh,
0: I don't know where he thought that they were, but he clearly didn't care enough to like double check. But yeah, like I don't think he knew that like Athelstan was around in any capacity. Like I don't know if he just assumed mm -hmm. his son was dead or what, but like he definitely, I just, Edward, like handle your house. Edward is not on
1: top of anything. Like you have got to be more organized than this. You're not going to make it. Right. Come on. Yeah, it's like, you should know the whereabouts of your children. That's King 101. Right. I don't get it. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it,
0: it's with, I mean, she really drags him. She's like, listen, like, you know what happens when children are brought into politics like this. Like, mm. people die, children die. This is not how this should be going down. And I think Edward is properly chastened by that, you know tongue lashing from his mother but I don't think it's going to really change his um behavior that much
1: I don't think it's going I mean there's obviously a little bit of a crack in his um relationship with Ethelhelm at the moment because he sees that Erdwulf is a bit too impulsive and they shouldn't have gone with him so quickly as the choice for King um but I think it's going to yeah I think it's going to take more than this like dressing down that he gets from his mom to really shape him up um and you know, while that's going on, uh, the Cook'em crew—they're getting closer to Chester. Um, Elfie's not doing well. I, at first, I thought it was just the like heat exhaustion, maybe like she's been out in the sun too long. She's got that. No, hair I think Elfie's like skin. genuine.
0: I think she's genuinely sick.
1: Yeah, she's she's not um, she's not doing good. And so uh, they've they've been chilling by this waterfall. She kind of wakes up. It's it's almost like she's in like a kind of feverish haze, and she. Follows this crow. It's all very strange, and um, she kind of comes up on Aerdwulf who's sleeping with like, and his men are close by. And uh, thankfully, like Uhtred kind of comes and and gets her, and and it alerts them, you know, to this threat. And um, they just start running for their lives, and. Airdwulf uh, and his men are on horseback. So, of course, they're going to catch up with him pretty soon. And uh, it doesn't help that they kind of run into a river of dead bodies. Like, that it's was just, dark. Yeah. Like yeah. when you're caught
0: between getting, you know, cut into pieces by some angry Mercians and, you know, risking contamination in a river of dead bodies. That's really that's the new rock and a hard place right there. Stuck between Airdwulf and a river of dead bodies. <laughs>
1: It is, and you know what? I I agree with Finan though. I'm not getting in that swamp. Like, no, let's just have it out now. Not.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely yeah. not. That's the right call. Um, but yeah, it's looking like really dire. These dudes are like. Ready to die for these kids when he when Finnan told Athelstan when he called him wee Ugh. man and told him to run into the woods oh man that was
1: just and Citric gave him his knife and was like I want uh, this back I was like oh my god I imagine know. having these two for like an uncle yeah like, it was killing me Ugh. man it was a lot I know it was know. it was a good episode <laughs> um, but, but yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's luckily they don't pretty. have to it doesn't get that bad you know cuz um Edith is here and she's she's going to say the genius.
0: Yeah, she, you know, she steps forward and is like, "Listen, my brother killed Athelred. I can prove it. He's been been carrying around his ring, which again feels like a really that's like bushy. Why idiot. would you do that? <laughs> like, come on. And, and it's not even like a cute ring. Like, no, it's <laughs> ugly I, I get that and it's, it's a incriminating. Seal, right? Yeah, come like, on, come man. on. Um, but yeah, she tells him, Eardwolf killed him, and Eardwolf, when he was basically like threatening Elfwin, like, "Hey, come with me, or I'm going to kill your friends, and then I'm going to kill your mom." Like using that kind of a manipulation on a child just like shows what a dirtbag he is like such mm-hmm. a dirt bag. And I think between seeing that display and like finding out that he killed Athelred, like his men are like, this is the asshole that we're following into danger. Yeah. No thanks. And so they kind of, mm-hmm. he kind of gets taken by his own men and it's pretty satisfying. So we'll see what happens oh God, to him yeah. next. But uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say that uh, Edith and her brother are no longer chummy.
1: They are on the outs, and mm. um, good, good for, for Edith, her. honestly. Yeah. She made the <laughs> right choice. Um, so, she, you know, she's able to kind of buy them some time, and um, they get to the, a village, and uh, Elfwynn is still not doing well. I, I mean, if anything, she looks worse. And so the plan is for Edith and Osforth to stay with her, try to keep her alive, um, and Uhtred's going to, you know— go find Aethelflaed and just kind of regroup and see what the plan is, because I don't think, you know, Elfwin getting sick was not part of it. (laughs) And this whole plague business was not part of it. And, you know, they don't know this, but now we've got another Dane invasion happening in Wales. And so, yeah, everything that seemed kind of neatly tied up in a bow just a couple of episodes ago is just, it's all a mess now. Like, we've tore open the wrapping paper. It's just, yeah, it's not good. Um, I liked when— um, Everyone should be a little afraid.
0: Yeah, I liked when Finn was like, really, we're going to fight for peace again? Like, we don't get a break? And Uch was like, no, dude, this is what we do. Like, you should know this by now. Like, obviously, we're not going to let, you know— the Saxons tear each other apart because we gave up the Dane heritage to be a part of it. So might as well keep them afloat even if they don't want our help. So
1: oh, poor Uhtred,
0: and poor Fennin, poor Cookum crew just left to clean up everybody's mess all the time, every single time.
1: All right, guys, now it's time for our next episode, Wishes. This is when we issue our demands for upcoming episodes, like the spoiled toddlers that we are. Here's what we want to see, when we want to see it, and why we won't be denied. Alyssa, what are you think is going to happen next episode? Listen, like,
0: you know, of all the times to deal with a plague, this just feels like a lot um, mostly I'm just ready for Edward to finally face some consequences. Like, I'm not saying I want the Aldermen of Marcia to rebel, which they're totally going to do, but sure. I'm ready, you know, sort of for this like house of cards that he and Athelhelm have constructed to come sort of crashing down due to their own incompetence. Like it's clear that Edward, he's listening to the wrong people who are leading him into you know, potential ruin, but I don't know if he's smart enough to make better decisions on his own without their influence. So I think he's just not the king that his father had hoped he would be. Um that's a good and, point. and you know, if his sister is the one to clean up his mess and take control, then even better. Uh yeah. The the people couldn't ask for better, honestly. I mean really. And it's you know, it's that's a, that's one of that's a little bit frustrating with the the elderman of Mercia being like so whatever about her is like She's shown them time and time again that she's a better leader. She cares about the people, and she's going to make the difficult decisions. And they're still like, "Well, you know, she doesn't have a penis, so we can't really let her be our leader." (laughs) So,
1: so can she really lead? I mean, just the emotions when she has that time of the month. I I know know. that womb makes her crazy. Like, it does. All the blood goes there. You know, there's nothing left (laughs) for the brain. Yeah. um yeah poor, poor Ethel She's got to deal with these idiots um I, mine's very simple please keep Elf, Elfwin alive that's Aww. all I ask I, I don't want to see Ethel like deal with another loss um that would be I awful. don't know especially having um elfwin kind of be in the care of Uhtred. It, of course it would not be Utrid's fault at all right but that's that would be a that would be something that could really kind of cause strain in that romance and i don't want to see that um also you know please get finn in some personal protective equipment like some (laughs) n95 masks something like pass out some hand sanitizer like he's he's freaking out i've never seen him so terrified before and it's hilarious it really is it's funny but um, it's also like, I, I there's only so I much understand. I can laugh at him for because I I feel that pain. <laughs> right, right. Every time I go to the grocery store to get, like, some bananas, I'm just like, I'm thinning. <laughs> right? It did, yes. I ordered a bunch
0: of... Um, vacuum cleaner bags to cut up and put into my mask as filters oh my gosh yes
1: yeah, yeah so like Wait, i get again, it like, like one of those hpea filters like the, yeah. the filters that you put like your ac or whatever yeah uh, like, these are really tough times and we're, we're we just all doing our the best
0: panic finnin
1: <laughs> no judgment
0: the, yeah exactly like we all do what we can The Last Kingdom has a massive cast of interesting characters, and nearly everyone gets their time to shine. Our Arsling of the episode is the character who truly goes above and beyond to win the war or simply win our hearts. Jess, who was your Arsling this episode?
1: I mean, I think um, Edith has really stepped up this episode in a major way. Really, she's been stepping up all season, but... The courage and the selflessness it must have took to kind of rat out her brother like that to protect the group, um, that's queen-like behavior right there. I mean, I I hope she gets to stick with the Cook'em crew um, because hearing her talk about finding, you know, male friends who didn't want to just use her, uh, that broke me. And I think she deserves, as she deserves, like some some good relationships in her life, um and she just wants a core of besties she can live this ninth century life with. Like, is that too much to ask? I hope not. Like, plus
0: the cookum crew could use another girl. Like all they've got mm-hmm. is Athoflet as their token lady. So, like, let's get some estrogen in there, gentlemen. For um, sure. You know, Edith is great. She's wonderful um but my in this episode is someone who often gets overlooked both by us and the show and that is osworth um yes in this episode i like i really love seeing all the you know the quiet ways that like baby monk sort of makes himself indispensable to the Kokum crew like you know he's the one that cynic trick and finnan send to like be like, Utred, you know, we've been going for a long time and there are kids here. We all need to rest. And like, he's mm-hmm. the one who's really looking out for Elfwin, even if it puts himself at risk. And, you know, he's extra kind to Edith. And like, she, you know, sort of, I think she sort of sees him as like, this is like, The gentle one of the group and sort Mm, of was drawn to that and I also completely forgot that he was Alfred's bastard like I forget that and then I'm always reminded and I'm like oh yeah so like he's really looking out for family with Mm. Elfwood and Athelstan even if it isn't you know a fish but you know basically Osworth doesn't get enough credit so I'm going to give him all of mine in this
1: episode I think that's a great choice he deserves it All right guys, get ready to shame none the worst character of the episode with us. It doesn't matter if you're a Saxon or a Dane, anyone can be a turd and we're calling out the biggest one of the episode. Alyssa, um who have you picked? You got your pick. Right. As always, we have options. Like there are just there are a
0: lot of great people on this show, but there're also a lot of dirt bags. Um, but yeah, so this episode I'm going with Aaron Wolf, like he barely gets a leg up on his quest for power and he like immediately bungles it because he's too stupid to make the right moves. He's too stupid to make the right allies. He doesn't listen to the right people. Like he's never going to play the game and win. Um, Mm -hmm. plus like, you know, he threatens a child, he threatens his sister. And if your own men turn against you, like that's a sign that you're a pretty bad dude. Um, yep. So, yeah, I hope he gets his in the next episode and I can't wait to watch it.
1: Uh, same. Also, fuck all of the Welsh. OK. Yes. <laughs> they <Asshole>. are terrible, <laughs> terrible people. Um, the, the dire wolf should have given it away, I guess. Mm. Anyone who keeps the dire wolf in chains is not to be trusted. Um, also, you know, you enslave Rita, which like bad on you. But then you throw her in a pit, like just for the fun of it, and you don't even let her sit down to rest. And she's pregnant. I just like real to uh, burn in hell, real shades of
0: Job of the Hut throwing her in the pit yes. like that. I was waiting for oh the rancor God. to come, like crawling out of the shadows and. Yeah,
1: have to burn and hell Welsh.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Welsh just—they are not coming off well this season. Like, yeah, they showed up, but they bogarted all the silver and are basically going to, you know, leave Wessex to die. Unless they're going to die first. This this new Danish invasion—it intrigues me for sure.
1: Oh yeah, let's see them get theirs, please.
0: Now, no character is safe on The Last Kingdom, but some seem to be flirting with death more than others. Ninth century life was fleeting and barbaric, but that doesn't mean we can't have some fun with it. Get ready to place your bets on who's headed for Valhalla soon, because this is the Viking death pool. All right. Who's dying?
1: (sighs) All right. I think I'm going to say Airdwulf's days are definitely numbered. um, Mm. Because so he doesn't seem like the type to me. To lose gracefully and kind of exile himself to Francia, which is what his sister suggested when he ran off. Definitely not. Um, but he's he's also a kingslayer, and we know that people do not take kindly to that title. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I think he should really watch his back because he doesn't have any allies anymore. He doesn't even have a sister there to protect him. Um, and, of course, I think, you know, Elfwen really is is not looking well, and yeah, her death okay. could be— it could be a real, like, road bump or speed bump in um, the road to, to love for Ethelflaed and Utrid. So that would be another death that really held a lot of weight. So I think either of either of those could happen. Of course, I hope it's Airdwulf, though.
0: Yeah, I think Aelflaed you know, is definitely in major danger. And honestly, like, I'm worried about Brita, too. Like, yes, mm. if, you know, if these Danes come in and, like, she can link up with them, like, that could give her, you know— a new zest for life and people to fight with and against. But like, as long as these Welsh assholes have her and keep treating her terribly, like it's not going to end well for her if she's pregnant and left in this pit with a chain around her neck. So the Danes need to come and get their girl because she'll fight for them. If they get her out of the pit, but until yes. then, I am very worried about Brita. And I just, I don't, I don't want her to die a death like that. She deserves a warrior's death if she's going to die.
1: Yeah, she, she'll she die, but it <laughs> does not need to be anytime soon. And it definitely doesn't need to be in that damn pit. So, yeah, um, wise up, The Last Kingdom. Do right by her. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right, guys. Now, this is clearly a very serious podcast about a very serious show, uh, but sometimes it's nice to indulge in a little thirst. It's 2020. The world is on fire. Honestly, we deserve this. So this is our time to celebrate the thirstiest moments that really blew our skirts up this episode. Alyssa, what, I mean, do we listen, even have <laughs> Listen,
0: all of the domestic goodness in this episode mm-hmm. had me swooning. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Um I don't necessarily consider myself a super maternal person, but like seeing, don't know, yeah. you don't have seeing to be. this was like, ugh. I mean, Finn and Athel stand in the toy boat. I die. I, I mean, know. that was a <laughs> lot. Um, yeah. And I'm also, I'm glad to see everybody taking the serious, the sickness seriously, you know, in this age of social distancing and s- distancing and seeing people not necessarily abiding by the important guidelines set in place. It was pretty hot to see people to see men, Taking it seriously, so thank you, yeah. Finnan, for giving a shit about keeping people healthy.
1: Yeah, washing your hands is mm-hmm. sexy, people. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely was kind of ruled by my inner cave woman this episode because, agreed. I think seeing Finnan like give Ethelstan piggyback rides through the forest was like hella Adorable. hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, I want this to kind of be a. Um, a lesson for men, like, please understand that pulling your weight in the child rearing department is one of the hottest things you can do. I mean, it really doesn't take much either. Like, just make a toy boat sometime. Maybe give a baby a ride on your shoulders. That's it. Your grade A dad material. So, yeah. If anything, like, embrace that domestic life, guys. You'll You'll yeah. get girls
0: that way. <laughs> it's a good look. It's a really good it is. look. All right. Since we recorded our previous seasons, the world has changed a little bit. Life has ground to a halt, and we're just doing our best not to lose our minds in quarantine. So goodbye, geek out, and welcome to Self-Care Corner, where we talk about what we're reading, watching, and doing to stave off the seemingly endless alone time. All right, what are your suggestions for core survival?
1: I had a hard time this week just because um, I've been trying to, like, get into uh, reading some books again, and I'm having difficulty, like, picking one to, like— stick with it's like i'll, give a, you I'll a start list. and then i'm just like eh. okay thanks girl um that's <laughs> that's what i really wanted to use this self-corner right, for was to like right. guilt you into giving me a, a reading reckless because um, i know you've got your book club like you're a fish um i think uh for my suggestion for everyone else though uh rammy season two is coming out soon on hulu um the first season is like just i think it's like 10 episodes long but it's like i still haven't episodes. watched it I need to watch it. Ah, it's so bingeable. That first season is terrific. Um, okay. Rami Youssef, he's a, a comedian. Um, this show is kind of loosely based on his life, and it's a, it's about this um, this this Muslim guy who's just trying to kind of figure out his his way in the world. He lives in New Jersey. Um, it's hilarious. It's it's a very specific show, but somehow that feels um, so relatable. Like mm-hmm. you know, you you don't have to be living that experience to like find things that you can relate to especially like with how he interacts with his parents who are uh have immigrated from egypt and so they've got like their own culture clashes like within the house it's just hilarious and season two is really good i think season one is still like the standout but it's just interesting and also mahersha mahershala ali is in season two.
0: Oh, so you gotta watch season two.
1: Oh my god God, he's he's so good in
0: everything. He's so good in everything. We just won't talk about Green Book.
1: Fine, he is (laughs) no. Let's Green Book never happened. Okay, but yeah, he he does so well in season two. So um, okay, and it's a really it's a bingeable show. It's it's short episodes. You'll have fun with it. I'll have to watch that
0: because I need to watch something. Better than I've been watching. Although I've been enjoying it, my best friend and I have keep doing Netflix parties where we watch the Underworld oh. movies, which are uh, on there. Oh my so God. yes, They just you came need on to, there. yep. If you need to revisit some pretty amazing Cheese Fest, uh, Underworld, Underworld Two, Love it. and Underworld: hey, Rise Beckinsale, of the Lions. Every time she Come jumps on. out of a window and like lands on her feet, it's cool. Um, so yeah, she's the best. I'll have to watch Rami and get a little. Good. Get back into the real world. (laughs) Not that underworld isn't amazing, but some like quality um, consumption. Um, I I actually have a book suggestion as mine. I've been reading um, Samantha Irby's Wow. No, thank you. Um, (laughs) She's she's hysterically funny. She's an essayist. And I cannot recommend her books highly enough. This is her third book of essays. Um, Her first two are Meaty and We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. And they're two of the funniest (laughs) books I've ever read. And wow, no thank you. I'm only a couple of chapters into it. But like it's, it's hysterically funny. Like the first section she talks all about like what it's like. Sort of, you know, seeing all these influencers and these sparkly lives that they present on social media and then contrasting that with the reality of her life. And it is just Mm. she's so funny and so thoughtful. And I'm sure at one point or another, the book will also make me cry. Um, But, yeah, if you want to laugh your ass off any book by Samantha Irby, she's amazing.
1: I do, and you know what? I love reading like good writers too. I mean, yeah, obviously you want to be entertained by a book, but sometimes I like to just read something because I know they're a good writer, and I just want to see how they write. So yeah, yeah. you had you had me at essayist. <laughs> there you go. Find it. Order it on <laughs> Bookshop, not
0: Amazon. Um, yes. Anyway, that's the that's my suggestion of the episode. All right, guys, if you want to hear more of our bullshitting, check us out on Twitter or over at Sci-Fi Wire Fan Girls. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a nice review wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And until next time, destiny is all bitches. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented...